we are listening to tiny ribbons of paper falling down a metal chute in a draught of warm air. The ribbons of paper land in a stack with a gentle shushing sound and later the mountain of paper trimmings will be swept up and gathered into a bale which will be sent for recycling. Why are we listening to this? Paper ribbons are the trimmed edges of printed materials, magazines and books. They are the slivers removed after binding and they are one byproduct of producing a book. And that is what I've been doing these past few months, producing a book. This is the sound of the proofs being printed. little voice saying here it comes is Mo who works at Williams Press Berkshire where my book was printed and very kindly gave me and Nick a, well Nick already knows how the factory works but um, we went there together and Mo kind of showed us around and showed us all the different stages of how um, my book would be produced uh, it was really wonderful it's amazing to see and hear um, a material thing being produced out of months of just working on a computer with kind of very intangible um, computer files. So yeah, this is the paper print. It's a proof that they do at the very start of the process just to check that the PDF is all laid out properly, that the pagination is working, that there's no major boo-boos before the metal plates are burned. Once the plates have been made up um, and everything's running through the big litho press, it kind of sounds like this. And this is the sound of my book covers being printed at Williams Press Maidenhead on October the 2nd, 2014. This sound happened in the world because 447 amazing backers funded my Kickstarter campaign. Uh, and if you are one of those backers, then this episode of the Knit Sonic podcast is dedicated to you. It's going to be a thoroughly celebratory affair featuring many sounds recorded between the start of my Kickstarter campaign and now. We begin with the amazing sound of a steam fair that stopped in Palmer Park here in Reading in April of this year and I will always associate this sound with knowing that my Kickstarter campaign is fully funded.
For those of you who are new to the Knit Sonic podcast, welcome. I'm Felicity Ford, also known as Felix, and I'm back after a long hiatus, which has been spent producing a book called The Knit Sonic Stranded Colourwork Source Book. The Knit Sonic Stranded Colourwork Source Book Shows you a special way to think and knit and look It shows you how to translate things that you love into knits To make colour work from biscuit tins and plants and roads and bricks The Knit Sonic Stranded Colourwork Source Book If you've not heard of it, you could take a look. My book shows you how to translate everyday inspirations into stranded colour work. It's a practical how-to knitting book, but it's underpinned by a kind of philosophy of celebrating everyday life. The inspirations I talk about in the book are all very everyday. Fruitcake, factories, biscuit tins, my handheld digital recorder, old books and so on. Um, And although it is a totally practical knitting book, my love of celebrating everyday things and contexts um, has largely grown out of my work with sounds. So it is a knitting book, but it's rooted in a kind of sound practice, um, which is why it's the Knit Sonic Stranded Colourwork Source Book. There's so much to talk about. I missed you so much. It's been so long since I sat down here, got the microphone out, and set everything up, the mixing desk, the recorder, the record player, which we're going to use later on. Um, you know, and I really missed you and I'm really glad to be back. So hello. There's a lot to get through today, so it might end up being quite a long show. And I am recovering from some sort of horrible chest infection. So I'm sorry if I sound a little bit lower in my voice than I normally would do. And if I keep having to take glasses of water so I don't go really, really gravelly. There are 447 individual kickstarter backers to thank in this episode um i've got a giveaway to announce i've got news on my forthcoming album the knit sonic audible textures resource and of course i've got loads of sounds uh i have some threads to pick up on from earlier episodes of the podcast and i have news of a commission which i worked on this year and which is currently on show in tape modern if i were you I would fetch up a cup of tea or maybe a pot and get yourself ready for something of a turbo time. Long-term listeners may recognise this uh, squeaky sound in the background as the roses scratching on the window of the dining room. That's where I'm podcasting from today. If you're new to the show, welcome. And um, I promise that there will be some kazoos, bars and accordion in this episode of the Knit Sonic podcast. So um, the bars and the accordion are coming later. But for now, the first person I want to thank for making the Knit Sonic Stranded Colourwork Sourcebook possible is my amazing partner, Mark. Hello, Mark. What are you up to today? I'm composing new tunes for Knit Sonic. Do you not like K-N-I-T-S-O-N-I-K.com? I love it, actually. I think it's great. But I think we could do a more contemporary, slightly harder core effort. What, what did you have in mind? Well, I was looking at your mug and I was thinking about your car and I was thinking about the badges we were talking about yesterday. And I was thinking, it's got Nitsanic on it. It's got Nitsanic on it. It's got Nitsanic on it. It's got Nitsonic 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 on it. Okay. And a dance. A d- how does the dance go? Well, I haven't figured that bit out yet, but I imagine that it will be a bit like this. This is a visual, listeners. <laughs> you don't get to see this. 
I have got a. I am tempted to put Knit Sonic on everything. Is that the inspiration for this jingle? Yeah. Imagine a stamp. And the video would just be cut between all the different things that have got Knit Sonic on it. Can we just say it one more time? It's, it's got, got Knit Sonic on, on it. it. It's got Knit Sonic on it. It's got Knit Sonic on it. It's got Knit Sonic on it. On it? Does it go on it at the end or does it go just a pause and then on it in the same voice? Yeah, hard ending, I think. Hard ending. Yeah. On it. Brilliant. You're welcome. Mark is my rock. He's amazing. He makes me laugh more than anyone in the world. And he's my favourite collaborator in gardening, brewing, cheese making, cake, and now in uh, in jingle making. It's got Nitsonic on it. 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 And I want to share that that silly recording of us just messing about in the kitchen, making up stupid jingles, being silly together. I wanted to share that with you because so much of the Nitsonic Stranded Colourwork sourcebook has really grown out of um, our mucking about together and, and Mark's willingness to wander around Reading with me to talk about knitting fruitcake and biscuit tins to share in my wish to play imagine dream and laugh in the world and um and I, and I think that that's really like the importance of playing um and its huge fundamental role in creativity it's so important and I just feel so lucky that I've got somebody who can be as silly as I can um and who's willing to support my dreams not only by saying you know you go ahead and do whatever you want and and I'm behind you but also to join in if you backed the kickstarter campaign then you will have or you should have a Nitsonic comrade badge and is a special thing that I made specifically for backers mark says it here and i was thinking about the badges we were talking about yesterday we were talking for ages about what those badges should say um we were talking about on the way we whenever we went for a walk anywhere for a really long time we we're trying to work out what do the badges say I have to make badges for the for the kickstarter backers what are the badges going to say and it was kind of mark's idea initially and then we kept thinking about it and Nitsonic Stranded Colourwork Source Book is a really a lot of words to fit on a tiny badge. So it ended up being Nitsonic Comrades because I always started the messages uh, to Kickstarter backers with greetings comrades. So it was kind of that. But I just wanted to share that with you because Mark has been so important to this project but behind the scenes. And I really wanted to honour that by doing the one thing in this show that he specifically asked me to do I said you know Mark you're so amazing you do so many things um you're so supportive you've given so much to this book what would you like in what way would you like me to acknowledge you in the special thank you episode of the Knit Sonic podcast and he said very simply I really want you to take the one word incredible from our favorite drum and bass tune which is incredible by General Levy, uh, and he wanted me to take that one word and play it here. Okay, it was very short. Shall I do it one more time? I don't know if you know this tune. It's a massive tune. It's our favourite tune. It's the best tune. If you ever need to tidy up your house, Incredible by General Levy, best tune ever. Um, I can't listen to it and not want to dance. For me, it's just the happiest, most exciting tune. And it just takes me straight back to being 15 years old, which is how old I was when the track came out in the 1990s. And for me, it's just one of the most energizing, exuberant, super turbo tunes that I can think of. I just want to share with you the massive energy of General Levy saying incredible. And hopefully the clip I've used is so tiny that there won't be any kind of copyright comeback. Anyway, the Kickstarter campaign was incredible. You all generated this massive sense of excitement and enthusiasm for the project for the Nitsonic Stranded Colourwork sourcebook. And it was more than raising the money. For me, it was the amount of enthusiasm on Twitter and on Facebook and all the little messages that people were sending me and all the photos people were sending me of things was just made me feel really confident that 
I have to make this book. It, it was the most incredible thing I think I've ever done and certainly the most enjoyable art project I've ever done. Um, I have never done an art project where I had 447 commissioners effectively or 447 people behind the project caring about the project being interested in the outcome of the project and it's a really uh, amazing and special thing and I really treasure it so thank you so you may remember that my last podcast before I went on the massive hiatus was called finding the fabric of the place and when I was working on that episode I was really organizing my ideas around the relationships between knitting sound uh, and a sense of place and I was thinking about all this work I do with sounds and a sense of place and how it's all mixed up with the work I do with knitting and connecting textiles with places and there's something really rich in this kind of conflation of ideas but while I love to sit in my street and listen to its sounds and soak up the beautiful patterns of the brickwork on its houses. And while I love thinking about how that might become a knitting pattern for a garment, I really didn't know if anyone else would be into it at all. I want to knit the biscuit tins, I want to knit the beer, I want to knit the A4074 road, I want to knit it here, I want to knit the things I see, I want to knit them colourfully. Sonic Stranded Colour Work Source book is the place where I want to share my ideas on how to knit the things we love most beautifully, most colourfully from you to me, most colourfully in stranded knitting beautifully. The Kickstarter campaign was a way to raise the money to print my book, um, of course, but it was also a way to test whether anybody else wanted a book um, that would celebrate how to turn everyday inspirations into stranded colour work, because I really didn't know if this was something which anybody else wanted or if it was just an idea that I thought was cool. Um, and so the Kickstarter campaign really was this beautiful surprise because once my little video was up there with my explanation for the kind of book I wanted to make, to my delight, you got really excited and started funding my project and sending me amazing photos on Twitter and wonderful messages of support. And it was just the best thing ever and made me feel really confident that I should definitely make this book. So... Um, I want to thank each and every one of my Kickstarter backers. I'm going to do it in alphabetical order and in sections. So this is A to E, and I think we can maybe drop in the sound of the covers for the book being printed as a backing track. Uh, this is the sound of my book being printed. This is a thing that you made happen. Super massive turbo thanks to Alistair Pettinger, Alec Papas, Alessandra Parsons, Alex McLean, Alexander Fergus Ford, Aliki Pantos, Alison Bate, Alison Katmar, Alison Martin, Alison Simona Smith, Alex McCullough, Amanda, Amanda Sykes, Amber E, Amelia Wilson, Amsterdam, Amy Lamache, Amy M. Filak, Amy Twigger Holroyd, Amy Westphal, Andy Baker, Angela Fodale, Angela Maddock, Anne Meyer, Anna Alig, Anna Bednezhkofer, Anna Maltz, Anna McNally, Anna W, Anna Bark, Anne Contaso, Anne Cruel, Anne M. Wilson, Anne Marita Yerold, Anne Rosemary Threadgold, Anne Sturtevent, Anna Gret Meyer, Annette, Annette Petavi, Annie Howard, Annikin Gulbranson, 
Ariana Perry, Ashley Warlick, Becca Rose, Berit Garda, Bernadette Davis, Betsan Corkhill, Betsy Reed, Betsy Greer, Birgit Wandel, Bonnie Kroll, Brenda Dane, Brendan Darcy, Bridget Hamilton Jones, Bron, Brooke Swainson, Bruce Davenport, Kate, Candice Bailey, Cara Louise Skipper, Karen Sinrod, Carla Bottenfield, Carol Leonard, Carol Lindquist, Carol Finger, Caroline Walsh, Caroline Wright, Carolyn Cardwell, Catherine, Catherine Fowler, Kathy Scott, Cecilia Hewitt, Cecily Hoagland, Charlene Anderson, Charlene Stearns, Charlotte Beard, Charlotte Monkton, Cheryl Collins, Cheryl Rogalski, Chloe Hales, Chris Hurst, Chris McColeman, Christelle Lerigueur, Christina Cunningham, Christina Gagne, Christine W, Cindy Brompton, Cindy Morasco, Cindy Moore, Claire Wang, Colleen Bowen, Connie Blair, Connie Kephart, Corinne Tomlinson, Craig Hill, Serene Slagona, Dee Dodson, Dan Sumption, Daniel Lee, Danny Barnhorn, Dana Harris, Deb Cunningham, Debbie Orr, Debbie Shryock, Debbie Sutcliffe, Deborah Gray, Deborah Robeson, Deborah Twigger, Denise, Diane Falk, Diane Holdgate, Diane Hudek, Diane Priestley, Dillis Bowman, Donna Hayes, Donna Smith, Dorian Stiefel, Dutch Wool Diva, Ema Early, Elaine Ann Nicholson, Elaine Lim, Elaine Orchard, Elaine Weston, Elizabeth Davison, Elizabeth Hassel, Elizabeth Schwabedessen, Ella Gordon, Ellen G, Ellen Neulight, Ellis Lynn Duchesne, Ellie Doyle, Emily Brown, Emily Chu, Emily Gertz, Emily Hopkins, Emma, Emma Bartholomew, Enid Thompson, Enil Monsoon, Erinsborough Lass, Esther McKinney, Eva Shepherd. I massively apologise if I am mispronouncing your name. I'm just reading exactly what came through on Kickstarter site. And though I've checked online uh, for some of the names where I really wasn't sure of correct pronunciation, I still might be wrong. And for some of the names, I couldn't find a, a kind of any guidance on how I was supposed to say it. So if I got your name wrong, I am super, super sorry. And I'd love to be corrected. So in that case, please leave me a voicemail on Skype. My username there is Felix Ford, or you can leave me a comment in the show notes as well. K-N-I-T S-O-N-I-K dot com Knit In that first list of names, uh, one of the names is Alexander Fergus Ford. That is one of my amazing brothers and all three of them supported my Kickstarter in spite of none of them being knitters. Ferg's always used his middle name as his first name and as well as backing my Kickstarter he was the photographer for the Knit Sonic Stranded Colourwork source book. I thought you might want to hear a moment or two of how the photography went. So this is the sound of us working very hard to put all of the things in the right places for the things spread in the book. The record button on so that I can get the nice glowy red oh, I see. in right, my photos. Right. So that's what. Cool. And then that's that's like, you can see there's the X. Yeah. Shape with the red, and I don't know where it where it makes sense to place it, but it's also nice to have this there with the time code behind it. Um. I'm almost thinking like, um, tell me if you don't like the idea, but like like almost like wrapping the swatch around the box, like here, so that you've got the swatch, and then the book stood up like that, 
and then a smaller box. I don't know if that's too staged. Something like that. So let's just see how. Okay, so I like I like this. It's it's definitely going the right way, but it's not right. Okay. I think the reason it's not right is because we've got a gaping hole here. So I've got these sock blockers. I don't know if this is the way. What I was wondering about was if I stood and if we pin this onto here mm -hmm. and then if we lean the socks standing up in the sock blockers against in, Like it, here? Yeah. Perfect, yeah. Oh wow, even just putting the sock just blockers there. there. Yeah. And mate, is it bad then though if the, if the swatch is here? I don't here? think so. Is I it easy enough to connect it up? The thing is your eye just goes well, let's see. Let's put it up so and just see. So just, just hold it up. Don't worry about pinning it just yet. Just hold it up and see if it's right. See, it's, sorry, it's got to be. It's got to be touching the bottom there. That's it. Yeah. I do need. If I pin it, then we can just in not all the way down, but just like this. Two pins. Yeah, that's it. So it all sounds quite serious quite details focused we're pinning things into place we're trying to arrange my knitted things in just such a way that you can see the biscuit tin the wonders of electricity book the little Edderoll r09 recorder and the seaside socks and the sock blockers that was a kind of moment where we realized if we put these kind of sock shaped flat pieces of wood inside the socks then we could prop them up um, and so that was just the moment where we were doing that um, so if you have the Knitsonic Stranded Colourwork sourcebook, that is the sound of how the image across pages uh, 22 and 23 was created. You would be forgiven listening to that tiny excerpt for thinking that Ferg is really serious, but I have another recording from the end of our photography work together, which I think you'll agree reveals another side to lovely Fergus. We were quite tired after four relentless days of taking all the pictures for the book, um, and this is a really silly conversation that we had just at the end. Berg, yeah. for the Knitsonic listeners, can you just do a little <laughs> singing voice? What, what, what do you want to sing? Do that one. The, the road is long. It was beautiful. <laughs> and can I just ask you a question, Ferg? Yeah. On a scale of naught to ten, how tired are you? Fifteen. What about me? You know me quite well. How tired do you think I, I am? I think you. I think you're level fifteen. I think we're we're a joint fifteen. Level fifteen tiredness. Yeah. Which Maximum. is why we find things like <laughs> really funny. <laughs> that really badly peaked. Yeah, would have done. Oh yeah, I have that. I we have just that laugh effect. at anything. We just effect. laugh at anything because we're too tired. What was it that got us? If it, without thinking about it too much, what's your favourite photo that we've took this uh, week? For sure, it's in the um, in the field there, where you were stood with your arms crossed. Why do you like that picture? Because it's quality. It's uh, it's well lit, and you look stroppy. So quite tired, and uh, Fergus teaching me a new trick for improving pretty much any song, which is to sing it like this, <laughs> and so on. Um, and uh, as you can see, we're, we found that very funny because we'd had no sleep and had taken millions of pictures together. Uh, and Fergus's favourite photo is the one of me looking stroppy, which I will put in the show notes uh, so that you can see what, what that looks like. I guess that whatever I think of myself to Fergus and my other two brothers, Edward and Thaddeus, I will always be uh, the grumpy big sister. That's pretty pretty difficult mantle to uh, to lose <laughs> I said there will be a giveaway and there will I'm delighted to offer a copy of the Knitsonic Stranded Colourwork source book to a listener and I'll do some kind of lucky draw type 
thing, internet random number generator in the new year. Um, so to enter the giveaway, my book is all about celebrating the everyday in stranded color work and finding palettes, patterns and shading in the world around you. So to enter, you just need to leave a comment in the show notes for this podcast at knitsonic.com telling me about something which you have noticed in your daily life which you would like to creatively celebrate in some way. I know that you're not all knitters, so it doesn't have to be something that you would knit, but just something you noticed in daily life which you feel is worthy of creative or artistic celebration. Just tell me about it. A tree you saw on the way to work, your favourite Christmas bauble, something amazing that turned up in your weekly veg box. It can be anything. Um, While we're on the subject of the book, still, it's time to thank some more of my amazing backers. The sound of the book's being printed again. Super massive turbo thanks to Ferran Moreno, Fiona Hackland, Freilin Close, Gabrielle Stanley, Gail Johnston, Gaynor Brown, Gillian Harkness, Gillian Dackerman, Ginny Westerer, Grace McKinnon, Gretchen Green, Harbo Domum, Hannah Vibai, Hannah, Hannah Conibear, Hannah Pauli, Hannah Ross, Hasina Sakri, Hazel Daguerre, Hazel Tyndall, Heather James, Heather Murray, Heidi Fawnbrook Rosa, Helen Albans, Helen Cheng, Helen Cosgrove Davies, Helen Elliott, Helen Kennedy, Helen Stewart, Helen Winnicott, Helena Catt, Helena McGevna, Helena Russell, Helene Magnuson, Hilary Green, Holly Gold, Ian Roars, Ingrid Curl, Isha Coons, Jay, Jackie Palmer, Jackie Mercer, James W.J. Nielsen, Jan Judge, Jana Seeley, Jane Cooper, Jane Muir, Jane Pimlot, Jane Simmons, Jane Wheeler, Jane White, Janet Ingle, Janice Anderson, Janice Roy, Janine Bias, Yannicka, Jane Globe, Jeanette McLeod, Jeanette Smith, Gemma Golby, Jen Arnold Culliford, Jenny Reed, Jenny Byers, Jennifer Galloway, Jennifer Larson, Jenny Hearn, Jenny Hunt, Jenny Richens, Jenny Wilcock, Gillian Mellon, Gillian Moreno, Joe Lakey, Joe Ann and Jim, Joanna Dobson, Joanna Ford, Joanne Sonio, Joanne Spittler, Jocelyn Colvert, Joka Boonstra, Yolanda Schotenus Kredienveld, Jose Gralica, Josephine Branco, Judes, Judith Dakin, Judith Corving, Julia, Julia Croydon, Julia Farwell Clay, Julia Hodgson, Julia Wilson, Julie Nelson Rhodes, Julie O'Brien, Julie Penfold, Julie Walker, Julica Roos, and June Creek. Incredible.
Now, this wondrous recording of a music box is not one of my recordings. It was created by Ian Rawls, who is one of my amazing Kickstarter backers. His name was in the list I just read out. And it is on his amazing album, These Are The Good Times, field recordings from London in the early 21st century. Um, I am a huge fan of Ian Rawls' work. And I'm really excited because this year he left his job working at the British Library to pursue his creative work with sound as a full-time passion. So since 2005, Ian was working at the British Library. um, And during this time, I think it was 2009, uh, he set up this amazing website, one of the best websites around, in my opinion, called the London Sound Survey which you can find at soundsurvey.org.uk. And it is a beautiful website full of field recordings of London from multiple perspectives. It's very meticulous. It's very multi-layered. It's full of beautiful sounds, really well recorded. And you can browse this very nicely organised website to get all these lovely insights into into life in in the UK capital. It's been described by other people as a labour of love. Um, I, I think it's just the most wonderful, very careful, very well planned, very methodical um, archives of sound. I think it's a really important project. And I love Ian's website and the sounds that he carefully collects and shares through it. So if you don't already know it, it's soundsurvey.org.uk. And be warned, you can lose hours there listening to London. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes uh, to where you can buy London Sound Survey album, These Are The Good Times, field recordings from London in the early 21st century, because he produced this beautiful record on vinyl, and it's kind of like classic hits from the London Sound Survey website and I really I really like the selection that he's made and um, quite excitingly it includes the very first recording that I ever heard of Ian's which was a recording he made at New Cross Gate on uh, the 3rd of March in 2010 and it is the sound of a car going through a car wash this is the sound of the car wash Ian's amazing recording of the car wash uh, and I've been thinking about Ian quite a bit over these past few months because kind of feel an affinity um, career-wise with with what's been going on. The London Sound Survey has gone from being kind of hobby to becoming a full-time job in itself. Um, A job is the wrong word, it's become a vocation and I'm really excited to see, I'm, I'm excited and I'm inspired by the idea that Ian's left his job Um, where he took voluntary redundancy, I think, from the British Library, uh, and that this move, this manoeuvre, has enabled him to completely concentrate on his vocation, his mission, the London Sound Survey mission. So I am super excited to see what Ian does next. I feel a certain kinship with, with that trajectory because I also feel that the Kickstarter campaign and the launch of my first book have enabled me to embrace Knitsonic as a full-time mission. I've been self-employed as an artist pretty much since 2011. Before that, I was getting a BA, an MA, I was doing my PhD, and I did have a one-year post at Oxford Brooks as a research fellow, but pretty much for the past few years, I've been scraping out my living from commissions. And and I'm really lucky to have been able to find commissions. But at times, I've felt that my head was in 50 different places at once. Um, I've worked really hard this year. I'm proud that I published a book within six months. And the sales from that book, which you enabled me to produce, mean that for the first time in living memory, I have got some choices about what I do next. So for me, the Kickstarter has been about much more than just getting the Knitsonic Stranded Colourwork sourcebook to press. It's also been this amazing launchpad towards Knitsonic becoming my full-time occupation and you 
have made that possible. I feel we need some really happy music right now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring back the amazing steam organ. Thanks to you, I'm in a position now to plan lovely, giant, turbo, long-term dreams rather than just doing what I was before which was living in a kind of constant hand-to-mouth emergency of jumping at any opportunity to work for anything because I couldn't afford not to. So it's quite hard to express how massive that is. But if you funded my Kickstarter, you should be really pleased that as well as making the book happen, you've played a part in liberating an artist. All I ever wanted was to be able to sustain my own creativity. I want to turn it into amazing stuff that is useful and which spreads a message of joy. I want to celebrate that every day. I want to find amazing ways of sharing my enthusiasm for life. And the Kickstarter has enabled me to produce a knitting book which does just that, but it has also given wings to my whole dream as an artist. I don't care how cheesy that sounds. Thank you for supporting the mission. Supermassive turbo thanks in addition to everyone I already thanked to Kay Bratton, Kay Kisner, Kaiser Samuelselg, Caitlin, Karen Anderson, Karen Braun, Karen Corless, Karen Davies, Karen Hust, Karen Preston, Karen Thompson, Karen Williams, Kat Pond, Kate Davies, Catherine. Catherine McKinnon, Kathleen Anderson, Catherine Kane, Catherine Mason Gearhead, Catherine Steele, Kathy Tonegoa, Katie, Katie Hanrot, Katie Pierce, Katrin Persia, Kay Muir, Killy Faker, Kim Debling, Kira Moffat, Lara Clements, Laura Sparling, Laura T. Rosenzweig. Lorraine Stokes, Leah Stern, Leanne Nehuilanen, Lee Wittenstein, Lena Martin, Leona Saville, Leslie Kay, Leslie Isinger, Lise Luhamar, Lilith Green, Lisa Anderson, Lisa Morota, Lisa Panel, Lisa Winters, Liz Ashdown, Liz Gresham, Liz Lowe, Laurie Angela, Louise, Louise Harries, Louise McCullum, Louise Scully, Louise Todd Hunter, Lucy Clare, Lynn Allen, Lynn Weimer, Lynn Ferusawa, Lynn Mandeville, M. Kennedy, Mandy Scrag, Margie Foster, Maria Alexandra Kirkenhoff, Marion McHugh, Marie France Huff, Marilyn Amundsen, Mark Henderson, Mark Stanley, Martha Cadle, Martin Rowland, Mary Beth Logue, Mary L. Henzi, Mary McMahon, Mary Shue, Mary Jo Ordway, Matthew J. Russus, Morris Nicholson, Max Alexander, Megan Roberts, Megan Jones, Melanie DeRoos, Melanie Ford, Melanie Island, Melanie Nabarro, Melissa Tompkins-Stahl, Melissa Walkie, Marilyn Tilly, 
Michelle Mondro, Michael Hultgren, Min, M. L. Egan, Molly Glenn, Monica Andre, Ms. Patricia A. Jarvis, Myrta van Lonkhuizen, Nadine Harich, Nancy McMillan, Nancy Marchant, Nancy McKinney, Nancy Nordquist, Nancy Werner, Natalie Rubstek, Nick Rudd, Nick Vowles, Nicholas Ford, Nikki Price Jones, Nicola Bug, Nicola Parkin, Nicolette Kernahan, Nina Wilton, Pamela Butler, Pamela Lewis, Paola Giardini, Patricia Fiorito, Patrick McGinley, Paula Trumbull, Penny Johnson, and Pobble. I hope you don't mind my reflecting on the Kickstarter and sharing so many sounds from the last few months during which time I've been working on the book. I had a couple of really nice emails and messages from people who backed the campaign saying how much you enjoyed the updates and how included you felt in the creative process of making the book. And I'm so happy to hear that. That's what it's all about. And it's really important to me and it was always my aim to include you in what's going on and to honour the fact that you invested not just in the book, but in a whole creative process. Um, I'm so conscious of the fact that some of you are still waiting on the Sonic Audible Textures resource, the sound album of field recordings relating both to Shetland wool and the everyday contexts and objects celebrated in the book. I grossly underestimated how much work there would be to do when the book came out. I've never published and distributed a book before, um, posting out orders, replying to emails, dealing with questions that people have about the book, following up on questions, lost orders, all of this stuff. Um, I, I had no idea how much actual time it would all take up and how much headspace it would take up. And I've loved it all. And I am by no means complaining for the fact that I have been super, super busy posting books out for the past few months. That's good, right? That's exactly what I hoped would happen. But it has meant that it's been impossible to carve out time to work with sounds. For me, getting the podcast back up and running is the first step towards finishing my work on the album because this is like a sketch pad for me. It helps me to organise my ideas to think about what I'm doing with the sounds um, and to think about how I'm going to put them all together. And this is also a place, um, maybe more appropriately than, a, you know, just a message. This is a place where I can share sounds. I can share some of the sounds and thoughts that are in progress, so to speak, and hopefully keep you involved in what's happening with the album as I develop it. So I'm sincerely sorry again for the delay in the production of the album. I am working on it and I'm going to share that process with you um, in episodes of the podcast as I as I keep going with it all. So at the moment I've been having a lot of ideas about how to celebrate the biscuit tin in the Nitsonic Stranded Colourwork sourcebook. How to celebrate that object in an audible way. Uh, it, if you like, in the book, I've gone deep into things to draw out a palette, patterns, shading, ideas, and I researched the history of everything um, that, that I used as a case study in the book. If you've read the Things chapter in the Nitsonic Stranded Colourwork source book, then you'll know that my treasured Huntley and Palmer's biscuit tin was manufactured in the Huntley, Bourne and Stevens premises, which stood between Southampton Street, Crown Street and London Street from the late 1800s until towards the end of the 20th century. From even before the time when the factory was built, and even now, long after it's disappeared, the Church of St Giles also stood in this location, and some of the bells that ring in its tower are several hundred years old. Therefore, it is not ridiculous to imagine that the tin workers who made biscuit tins for Huntley and Palmer's heard the same bells that I hear ringing from the Tower of St Giles 
I think that's a super exciting idea um, that this sound exists in Reading, which connects me to whoever made my little biscuit tin. the sounds which are somewhere embedded in the universe of the amazing biscuit tin include the sound of Maple Durham Mill, the oldest working watermill on the Thames, which once supplied Huntley and Palmers with flour for their biscuits. The biscuits, which presumably once lived in my tin, may well have contained flour processed at this mill. Then there is the sound of the tin itself, the resonances of which can be heard by bowing the thin metal edges with a well-rosined bow, revealing the tuning of the very metal itself. Is actually a bigger tin than the um, than the one featured in the book. This is what, but but it is a Huntley and Palmer's biscuit tin, so it was also made at Huntley, Bourne and Stevens, as was this one, which is much smaller and so has a much higher pitch. This is such a simple way of listening to the actual metal that the Huntley and Palmer's biscuit tins were made from. Just by using a violin bow on them, you cause the metal to resonate. and maybe to echo some of the, the sounds that would have happened when they were being manufactured. This is the, um, this is the actual Huntley and Palmer's biscuit tin, famous Huntley and Palmer's biscuit tin, which is now um, in the Nitsonic Stranded Colourwork source book. And this one, because it's so tiny, is, is quite high-pitched, as you'll hear. Interestingly, on that side it's quite low, but on the other side... Mm. 
that's all right. That's not as high pitched as I thought it would be. Ah, it is there. <laughs> I'm really sorry if if you're one of those people for which that sound is just like a nails on a blackboard. I'm so interested by the sound because it using the violin bow causes the metal itself to to vibrate and it enables us to hear the timbre, something of the materiality of the biscuit tin itself. And to me, I think I'm so interested in that that I become a bit less bothered about is it a is it a beautiful sound? Um, so the lid is very high pitched <laughs> because the surface is very short on the edge of the biscuit tin lid. I mean, it's just like maybe half a centimeter sort of bent over. Um, there isn't a large surface to to resonate, so the volume is not very high. So yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of richness to draw from and I really like that because in the book I'm kind of, yeah, like I said earlier, I'm sort of digging into the digging into the, the inspiration source to find all this stuff in it and it's really, for me, very exciting to do the same thing with sound and perhaps the most exciting sound so far uh, relating to the biscuit tin is um, this cardboard advertising record from the early 1900s produced by the Huntley and Palmer's firm itself to promote their wares and specifically to celebrate their connections with Reading. Uh, it's a little record, it's about four and a half inches square and it has a kind of vinyl sticker on one side that's obviously the record and then on the other side it's got a clock and it says for every meal time there's a biscuit, Huntley and Palmer's biscuit and it's decorated in very much the same um, designs and, and motifs that um, are on my iconic vintage biscuit tin. I've been looking for this record forever um, and now I have it and I've actually waited until now to play it. I, I want to share its first playing with you. It's almost a hundred years old and it's flimsy. It was never designed to be a kind of lasting thing. Um, so don't be surprised or sad if it doesn't sound terribly clear. Um, but this is the sound of the Huntley and Palmer's advertising record. And I really hope I can get this to play. Oh, why is it not playing? You've got to be kidding me. This is really disappointing. I didn't realise that my record player has an auto return function, which means that the the tone arm is sent back into its little cradle before it even gets to the record because the record's so tiny. So in order to share, the, in, in order to hear this record myself, I'm going to have to find somebody who'll let me play with their um, amazing record player that, that doesn't have an auto return tone arm function. Oh, so disappointing. I really wanted to play the record. I wanted to hear it. I wanted to hear its little crackles and pops. Um, but never mind, onward. What I'm going to share with you is um, the YouTube video which first alerted me to the existence of this record. Um, it's by EMG Colonel and uh, he has a gramophone which clearly doesn't come with the auto return issues that I have with my uh, my USB turntable. So hopefully my record sounds like this and contains the same song that you can hear. Colonel speaking to you live from the Grange of British Imperial YouTube Broadcasting and today we've got an unusual four inch record. There you go, it's an advertising one for Huntley and Palmer's Biscuits of Reading. Let's give it a go. Hopefully it will play, there's no guarantee.
And to the point, wasn't it, viewers? Thank you, viewers, and goodbye. So I can't make out all of the words, but it seems to be, um, we're off to Reading, hooray, hooray, to Huntley and Palmer to spend the day. Um, something, something, we can't wait to reach this wonderful town to taste their biscuits so crisp and brown. Let's hear it again and, and see, can we, can we get the words? It starts with a train. All aboard for Reading. We're off to Reading, hooray, hooray, to Huntley and Palmer's to spend the day. Reach this wonderful town, taste their biscuits so crisp and brown. It's a quality song. That is really quite, it's quite scratchy, it's quite difficult to hear. I think, I think this is a, this is a project to discover exactly what all of the words are to the Huntley and Palmer's biscuit song. But but I think I've got the tune. if the uh, official Huntley and Palmer's biscuit song from the early 1900s will play a key role in the Nitsonic Audible Textures resource, but, um, but, but it's there um, in the mix of the research that I'm doing into how to make this album. There's an interesting chord progression there, so... some research to do there to figure out exactly how the tune is played and exactly what the chords are and also to find out what the words are and to try and find somebody who's got a record player that doesn't have a stupid auto return feature so if you're listening and you're um, anywhere near Reading and you've got a record player that you reckon can play a, a four inch wide record um, without 
doing a stupid auto return please get in touch because I really I really need to find someone who can help me hear my record so I hope you're reassured that I haven't forgotten the album I am working on it but I really want to do a proper job on it and make it really good and develop the ideas and I really hope that you'll find at the end that the wait has been worth it and you know I'm, I'm going to share the I'm going to share the creative process through the podcast which which is which is back up and running now.